0: Welcome to the pilot episode of The World in the Classroom. This is a podcast about the experiences of young refugees, asylum seekers and migrant students in five European countries. Italy, Germany, France, Poland and the UK. We visited schools in neighbourhoods with high rates of immigration across the continent. We spoke to pupils and teachers and we heard stories of isolation and discrimination, inadequate education systems, but also stories of friendship, resilience and success. My name is Stephen Armstrong and I'll come with you on this journey. We are at Beacon High School, a multicultural secondary school in Islington, central London. Our journey begins here in a school of 400 students who speak 17 languages between them. There's around 100 students for whom English is a second language. These are students from Afghanistan, Iran, Angola, Saudi Arabia, Ukraine and many other countries.
1: Have you ever left your home country and shifted to a whole new country to start a whole new life? Around 4,000 people every year do this and migrate from Afghanistan to London. Because they want a nice life and father and better life for their children, ask me. My father has done that for me.
0: That's Prabhleen, a 15-year-old Afghan girl who found refuge in the UK at the end of August 2021.
1: We interrupt this broadcast with this urgent message. As of today, you
0: have she's tall. She has long black hair, wears round gold metal glasses, and her uniform is smart and well presented. Arriving at the English as an additional language class a little bit late. She comes in and sits at a desk at the back of the room. When her turn comes, she starts reading her presentation. It's about her journey to, and arrival in, the UK. Her classmates fall silent with a profound sense of understanding. It's a story they identify with.
1: Moving to a new country is not easy. Starting a new life from scratch, I personally think people who do it are strong, brave and courageous to actually think about this and make this possible.
0: Like Prablin, thousands of children and teenagers arrive in Europe every year as refugees or asylum seekers, and some arrive with their families, but some arrive alone. However they arrive, they're still entitled to an education to start a new life while still processing trauma isn't easy, especially when the new country feels unwelcoming. Families have to start over, have to learn a new language, have to adjust to a new culture. They have to fit into a new daily life and adapt to a new society. And schools are often the starting point for this new life. But children face a long and difficult obstacle course. Yana is a fellow student in Prablin's English as an Additional Language, or EAL, class. She recently arrived from the Ukraine, and she doesn't speak any English. Her long blonde hair falls straight onto the beige hoodie she's wearing. She remains silent, with a Chromebook in her hands to help her with basic exercises. The teacher, Noreen, juggles other groups of students in the class, all divided by year and by programme. Are you ready?
1: So we have S and then H makes a
0: sh. For months, Noreen has been the only EAL teacher at Beacon High School. She recently won the Islington Teacher of the Year Award, and it's easy to see why. Noreen works relentlessly for far more than her contracted hours to provide support to her students, for whom she's become much more than a teacher.
1: At the end of the day, they're like my children. And like some parents said to me, you like their second mum. So, you know, I do feel like that.
0: When the school welcomed 60 refugee students from Afghanistan in 2021, Noreen met and built connections with their entire families. She found herself reassuring students that there was nothing to fear from the ringing of the school bell. Or from planes flying overhead. Because for some... These could trigger traumatic experiences. Noreen works with her students as if she's sure they'll stay with her for the full course of their studies. But often they're moved across the country under the Home Office Resettlement Scheme. Alan Streeter, head teacher at Beacon High School, explains that students often end up in far less diverse communities where a new start and even integration is harder.
1: They formed such a community. We knew their families, they knew each other, and it really was a strength. So you do lots and lots of work knowing that m- many of these families will be moved elsewhere. And then they're taken from London and dropped somewhere else in the country where they are going to be much more of a minority.
0: This is Drancy, a northeastern suburb of Paris. Fanny teaches a preparatory class where foreign students from 6 to 18 learn basic French. Her students come from a range of educational backgrounds. Some speak a little French, but many never went to school. Des élèves qui ont déjà des niveaux très différents, on a des élèves qui parlent déjà français qui doivent s'améliorer, des élèves qui parlent pas un mot de français. They may show up in her class at any time of the year, and that can make it hard to build a sense of class cohesion. On a des élèves qui vont arriver au mois de septembre, des élèves qui vont arriver au mois d'octobre, mais aussi des élèves qui vont arriver au mois de mars. Et donc, en termes de progression, il est très difficile de faire classe. Although the needs of these students have increased, the French government has cut staff and funding significantly over the last 10 years. On a une augmentation des besoins. On a une augmentation du nombre d'élèves à scolariser et les besoins ne suivent absolument pas. On a eu une réduction même des moyens... Foreign students have just one year to learn enough French to achieve at least an intermediate level, known as A2. Like Noreen, Fanny goes above and beyond her classroom duties, and she does her best to assist refugee and asylum seekers. This often takes over her personal life. She struggles to balance it with her workload and with caring for the students' well-being. The day before we met Fanny, for instance, she was in hospital, assisting one of her students who couldn't share her medical condition with her family. Access to education is another big challenge. According to the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child, all children have the right to an education. But this right isn't always upheld. In many countries children and teenagers who are refugees and asylum seekers, whether they're economic migrants or whether they're fleeing the effects of climate change, they can stay at home for months or years before they're admitted to a school. The cause may be a lack of information, an inability to understand the strict structure of the education system, or the struggle to find any available places. But the result is the same. Students lose precious time to learn, grow and socialise in their new country. In Italy, we meet Antonella Priori from Rete Squale Migranti in Rome, who tells us how parents who don't find support from charities often get lost in the complex bureaucratic system of enrolment in this new country
1: loro arrivo non hanno informazioni sul sistema scolastico italiano, quindi non sanno da che parte iniziare. Se non incontrano nessuno di nessuna associazione, a volte tengono i figli a casa anche per un anno, ma anche per due, perché vanno fisicamente nelle scuole del quartiere dove si trovano, vanno a chiedere e spesso ricevono dei dinieghi.
0: Nadine, 9 years old and Tisha, 13, are siblings who arrived in Rome from Bangladesh in February 2023. The Bangladeshis are the third largest immigrant community in Rome. Many new arrivals already have family in the city. Nadim and Tisha's father has lived here for several years, working in a restaurant. But as of the end of July 2023, the siblings are still waiting for a school to accept them. They rely on the help of volunteers who have applied on their behalf to seven schools, all seven of which declared themselves full. In the UK, we meet Anna, who was denied an education for two years. Anna arrived from Brazil with her mum, Gabriela, in 2020. To apply for a place at school on the local authority website was impossible for Gabriela. She couldn't speak English, and she was terrified of making mistakes. So she paid someone else to do it. They cheated her, she lost money, and she fell into a limbo, waiting for responses that arrived too late. It was only thanks to the help of their Portuguese landlady that Anna eventually secured a place. By then, she was 16 and spoke very little English, but she was still expected to take her compulsory GCSE exams. Getting a good GCSE grade means a far better chance of going to college or finding a better job. Anna has no hope that she can continue her studies, and her future is uncertain. She would like to take a practical course to pursue her dream of working as a professional makeup artist. Her mother thinks her chances of getting into college aren't good. She fears her education ends here.
1: Não, a oportunidade to college, então ela já não, como se diz, para
0: When a student does secure a place, their struggle is far from over. There are some who've never been to school before, but who can speak several languages and dialects already. There are some who did go to school, but now have to adapt to a new system. Everywhere there are new sounds, words, gestures, rules, habits, and new friendships to establish. Some are ready to take all of this in. Some might need more time... But for all of them, the impact is huge. Miriam is 12. She's from Eritrea and arrived in Italy with her mum and siblings a year ago. She has a lively voice and a beautiful smile. She's running and playing with her classmates in the colourful corridor of her school when we arrive. Remembering her first days in class... She tells us how embarrassed she felt at the beginning. She learned fast and discovered how much she loved studying geography because maps helped her understand the text and she could study quickly, keeping up with her classmates.
1: It was the first time I studied a map Italy. I was very happy. And I was to study quickly,
0: there are other problems that few school systems are equipped to deal with. In Poland, for instance, teachers and students have faced the challenge of integrating Ukrainian children fleeing the Russian assault on their homeland. As of June 2023, Poland has around one million Ukrainian refugees. Only half of the children who arrived have been enrolled in schools. Monica is a Polish language teacher. She's noticed problems with motivation, and students' efforts dropping off dramatically. She suspects students have started following a parallel curriculum in Ukraine. They think they'll go home soon. Training for teachers to help pupils with trauma is very poor in Poland, and raising awareness about the consequences of trauma takes a long time. In Germany... Teachers say that arriving at school unable to speak the language is a huge shock. It's like a slap, says Anna Ollendorf, a tutor teaching German at a school in Hannover. This is einfach die Klatsche in Moment, in in Land Schrift Most young people feel so disorientated that they become isolated at school. They don't interact with other students and they can spend months without friends. Anastasia fled the Russian attack on Kyiv. She arrived in Rome with the hope that her daughter would make friends in Italy. But when we meet, her daughter still hasn't found anyone. That same sense of isolation impacts refugee students in the UK.
1: When I was in Iran, I had lots of friends. But when I came here, because my English wasn't as much good, I didn't have friends for one year. I wasn't here. I was in Portsmouth. Uh, the first day when I came to this school was a little bit bad because I, I didn't have uh, any friends to know, and I, I, don't know, I didn't know the rules of the school, like going forms. And after that, I make new friends, and it was good.
0: With the rise in the cost of living, creating poverty, and leading to high levels of crime and violence, local communities need to be helped to welcome and include kids from other cultures. Racism and bullying is a constant problem for the new arrivals. And it's the youngest who are the most vulnerable. But they're also the most flexible in responding to changes. So helping them make friends, integrate and feel part of the school and the community is fundamental for their safety and development. Head teacher Mr Errol Comrie explains that it's suburban areas that are often the ones with the most problems. His school in South London struggles with deprivation. To the point that they find it difficult to recruit qualified staff who are willing to work in such a challenging environment.
1: This area is quite difficult for some of the young people and even the teachers. So whilst we're educating kids inside of school, we also have a problem outside of school.
0: But he firmly believes a positive change is possible. So can a multicultural classroom help to build this? And how?
1: So it's about bridging that gap between the children and the teachers and their parents and the community.
0: The road to integration might be long, but these students have a lot of potential. And each of them represents a unique opportunity for their peers to learn new languages and understand other cultures, food, habits and countries.
1: I speak English a little bit. I speak Pashto, I speak... I speak a little bit of Hindi, I speak a little bit of Urdu, and I can read Urdu, I can't read Hindi, and uh, I also speak
0: Farsi. Some succeed, like Abida, and commit to help other young refugees through working with charities like Kent Refugee Action Network.
1: Lots of young people are more capable than they think they are, but all they need is support. So, my job was to Teach them how to use Microsoft Word, how to use computer. Probably, um, I felt like uh, so happy when I was helping the young people, and uh, I took it like as um, as like a motivation, motivation like goal for me.
0: Luckily, many teachers and charities can see these children's potential, and they show a strong sense of dedication even when resources are scarce. Pfizer is Kent Refugee Action Network's youth engagement coordinator. She believes in recognizing these children's value.
1: These young people should be seen as an asset. They are seen as an asset uh, and they can be invested in it. This kid, that is born, can be glücklich. And we are good we learn with to be able to be able to be able to be able to be happy, to be what to be be
0: Researcher and lecturer Luisa Conti says every child is born to be happy, no matter what happy means. But she says they need to feel comfortable, accepted and valued. Because that's what helps define who we are.
1: I think certainly last year, those young people telling their stories to their classmates and, and their experiences and what they've been through, I think, had, has changed the dynamic of the school. Is is something that um, has impacted on, on their understanding and their empathy, you know? because if we can't get those young people to play and work together in a school environment, there's no hope for the future. I would like to do something in the clinical field, like a doctor or a researcher in a lab. I want to be a cricketer. I want to do biology in college, maybe going to doctor. I want to be a footballer.
0: The World in a Classroom is a journey into the multicultural schools of Europe. It's written by Marcia Minore and Carolina Rapese. The project was developed in collaboration with Ula Itzikowska, David Cementov-Levi, Shirin Abadi, and Agata Szymanska medina Music and sound design was by Rowan Onret. Produced by Excalibur Productions with the support of the Journalism Fund Europe.